The Jets dominate the Carolina Panthers in preseason action as Zach Wilson looks good. We'll talk about it today on Locked On Jets. You are Locked On Jets, your daily New York Jets podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome. This is the Lockdown Jets podcast, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day. It's Monday, August 14th, 2023, and I'm your host, John B. from gangreennation.com. Thanking you so much for making the show your first listener, first watch every day. Subscribe for free on YouTube or wherever you get your podcasts so that you'll get new episodes as soon as they're posted. If you're listening on a podcast source and enjoy the show, give it a five-star review. If you're watching on YouTube and enjoy it, give this episode a big thumbs up. These things help us out, help other Jets fans find the show. Well, the Jets dominated the Carolina Panthers 27 to nothing in preseason action on Saturday night. And that's what we'll talk about on today's show. And if you're watching on YouTube, you may be seeing an unfamiliar background. I'm actually recording the show from Athens, Greece. I am in Europe. It's the first ever Locked On Jets episode from Europe, as though there's any significance to that. I actually spent the weekend in Paris, France, and then came over to Athens on Monday for a big family event at the end of the week. Uh, So I want to give a big shout out to the listeners we have in France and in Athens. And according to the analytics we get, there actually are people who listen to the show in France, about 83 listeners and then about 40 in Greece. So this week is dedicated to you folks uh, because I will be in Greece. I spent the weekend in Paris. I actually missed the game live, so I did not catch the game until I caught a recording on on Monday. But we can talk about what happened. And I think Storyline number one from this game was the play of Zach Wilson, which was solid. Uh, The final stat line, 14 of 20 attempts, 123 yards, one touchdown. It's not numbers that will blow you away, but very solid numbers. And I think if you watch the game, I think if you watch the performance, you had to come away feeling positive about what Zach Wilson did. And I give credit to a lot of people here. First of all, I give credit to Zach Wilson for playing well. That's number one, because the first guy you always credit is the player who goes out and does his job effectively. But I also want to give credit to the jets, especially the coaching staff, because I like the plan. I like what they did with Zach Wilson. Now, I, as I told you on Friday, I think Zach Wilson should take every snap that Aaron Rodgers does not get in preseason. And it's possible Aaron Rodgers does not take a single snap in preseason. And for me, it makes sense to just get Zach Wilson out there to get him reps, get him experience. I don't think Tim Boyle taking snaps really does a whole lot for this football team. So I want to see Zach Wilson play. Zach Wilson did not take every snap, but he had most of the passing attempts in this game. The Jets gave him the bulk of the work. And I think one thing that's clear with Zach Wilson, it's not going to happen for him overnight. He's not going to, he's not going to suddenly become a great quarterback in this league. He's not going to overnight turn into a quality starting player. It's going to be a long process and it requires baby steps. And I think it's fair to say baby steps were taken in this game. Zach Wilson knew where to go with the ball. He got the ball where it needed to go. And we've seen through the years, especially the last two years, Zach Wilson has struggled to hit routine passes. Were there any overly complex reads in this game that he had to make? I mean, maybe there was one or two. Really, a lot of first read open, get the ball out quickly, get there on time. And I give the Jets coaching staff credit from a couple standpoints. Number one, they know Zach Wilson needs these reps. So they extended his work to an extent they did not do in the Hall of Fame game. Hall of Fame game, you know, Wilson was out after a couple of series. They gave Zach Wilson six full series in this game. And that's good because these games in the preseason, these four games, 
unless if something happens with Aaron Rodgers, they're going to be the only work Zach Wilson gets all season. Unless, you know, there could be some mop-up duty if the Jets are blowing some team out. But Zach Wilson's not going to get a chance to do it on the field. Most of the work Zach Wilson will do after the fourth preseason game, it's going to be on the practice field. And while that's valuable, and while I will not dismiss what a player can do to develop his game while on the practice field, it's not the same as live action. But of course, the Jets are trying to win big this year. I mean, they're trying to win a Super Bowl this year, and they've got Aaron Rodgers. So Zach Wilson is not going to play much this year. That means these preseason reps really matter for him. And if you were just going to play Tim Boyle the full game, I don't even know what the point of playing the Jets taking the field would be because Tim Boyle has zero significance for this team in the present or in the future. But number two, I think that the Jets coaching staff did a good job designing plays that Zach Wilson could execute. Because again, there were were a lot of just first reads open, you know, get the ball out immediately. If that guy's there, they knew what would work against Carolina's defense. And I think that this preseason it's not just about Zach Wilson improving necessarily in a tangible way. I think a lot of this preseason is just about rebuilding his confidence because I think the middle of last season and especially the end of last season, what we saw was a broken quarterback. You know, the Zach Wilson who took the field against Jacksonville on that Thursday night, it was a guy who had no idea what he was doing. He was a guy who just completely had the bad body language. He just looked lost. He looked like a guy with no confidence. And of course, that's what happens when you don't play well. It's what happens when you play poorly enough to get benched. This preseason is about rebuilding Zach Wilson's confidence. And there's a method to my madness when I say that I want Zach Wilson to get every preseason snap Aaron Rodgers does not get. Because the way the preseason is laid out, it kind of sets Zach Wilson up to have success because a lot of his snaps are going to be against backups. And I know things haven't gone particularly well so far for Zach in his career. He's still a guy with 22 career starts. He's still a guy who was drafted second overall. And he's going up against, in the, in, especially when you get deeper into the preseason games, he's going up against guys who you know are borderline NFL players at best. So everything's really set up for Zach Wilson to do well, to play like he played on Saturday. And when that happens, well, you've seen the reaction over the last couple of days. It's been very positive in the media, and I'm sure it's built Zach Wilson's confidence. Sometimes just having a little bit of success, even when it's not against the best competition, can do a world of wonders for a quarterback. And I think that when you look at what's going on in this preseason, I mean, what are the results that Jets really really matter for the Jets? Really matter for this team? Yeah, it's wonderful they beat Carolina 27 nothing. It's wonderful that they dominated, but nobody's going to remember this come week one. For Zach Wilson it's an opportunity to kind of change the narrative because as much as maybe it should not matter, I really do think young players are going to listen to the media. I think older players listen to the media. I mean, heck I've had agents reach out to me angry over something I've said as much as players say they don't listen. They do listen to what the media has to say. And the media loves a narrative and the media in New York, they love to tear players down, but the the only thing they love to do more than tear players down is build them back up after they've been torn down. And you can, I mean, you can go read any of the tabloids. You can listen to WFAN. You can listen to any of the, you know, any podcast out there. The narrative now is, hey, Zach Wilson looked really good on Saturday. He's making progress. Is Zach Wilson making progress? Yes. He's probably not making progress to the extent that it's that these media members are making him out, making it out to be. But it doesn't matter because Zach Wilson's now hearing all these good things, and 
it's not just about the tangibles. Sometimes it's just about saying, you know what, I can do this. Sometimes you, sometimes this, these things become a self-fulfilling prophecy. When a player hears nonstop about how bad he is, he starts to believe it. He starts to lose confidence. He can't make the throws that you know he should be able to make. And the reverse sometimes is true. Sometimes when people start believing in you, it just has an impact. You start thinking, hey, I can do this. And it's, I, I think that as much as it's about you know, fixing Zach Wilson's mechanics and teaching him how to read the defense, it's also just about getting him to believe that he's capable of doing these things. It's a long road. I'm not going to sit here and act like now Zach Wilson's a quality starting quarterback. We got to see what he does in the next preseason game. If he plays poorly, you know, the narrative will change again. But for the first time in you know, close to a year, we're finally hearing some positive things about Zach Wilson's play. We're hearing some belief that maybe he's got an ability to turn this around. And look, it's easier said than done. I think that a lot of these preseason narratives go away. And a lot of people will forget what's happened with Zach Wilson this in this game. But a good game by Zach Wilson. And, one, and I just want to reiterate, despite everything I'm saying, I want to give Zach Wilson credit because I thought he played well in this game. And it's a step forward. You know, it doesn't change, doesn't change what happened last year. It doesn't change the fact Aaron Rodgers is here. You got to start somewhere, though. And if these, at least through these first two preseason games, Zach Wilson has given you something to feel good about for the first time since uh, I don't even remember when. <laughs> anyway, continuing this Monday edition of the Lockdown Jets podcast, we'll talk about another former first-round pick of Joe Douglas, who's had some struggles, who came away looking pretty good in this game. That's Mekhi Becton. Let's, we'll discuss that a little bit more as we continue this Monday game recap edition of the Locked On Jets podcast. Today's episode of Locked On Jets is brought to you by Underdog Fantasy. August is here, and you know what that means, the official start of fantasy football season. Get championship ready for your home league by trying out best ball on Underdog Fantasy. All you do is one live snake draft. There are no waivers, no trades. Underdog sets your best ball lineup every week. Try it out with Underdog's Best Ball Mania Tournament. It's the largest fantasy football contest of all time. It's back, and it's even bigger, with $15 million in total prizes up for grabs, including an absurd $3 million going to the winner. And last year, the winner drafted their team in July, so don't wait around. You're already kind of behind the curve. Visit underdogfantasy.com or find them on the App Store and sign up with promo code LOCKEDON to get your first deposit doubled up to $100. Again, that's Underdog Fantasy. Promo code locked on, one word with no space, L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N. Underdog Fantasy. Check it out. Thank you so much for making Locked On Jets your first listener, first watch every day. Big shout out to you everydayers out there. This is a daily podcast covering the New York Jets. New episodes each day, Monday through Friday. And again, a big shout out to you Locked On Jets listeners in France and Greece, two countries I'm visiting this week. Uh, really appreciate it. It's amazing when you look through the numbers, how people listen to this show worldwide. I can't tell you how much I appreciate it. And today I'm telling you, talking about something else I appreciate, the Jets' performance on Saturday night against the Carolina Panthers, or I guess it was it was, it was Saturday late night out here in, in Europe. Uh, Jets dominated Carolina 27 to nothing. So Zach Wilson, storyline number one. For me, storyline number two was Makai Becton, who continued a strong start to the preseason. And this was more significant than what he did against Cleveland in the Hall of Fame game. In fact, in the days that followed the Hall of Fame game against the Cleveland Browns, Mekhi Becton started saying some things that made me nervous because he only played seven snaps. He was scheduled to play around 20 to 25, and then he kind of got pulled early. And after the game, they talked about how the turf had, was leading to concerns for Becton. 
And then Beckton made a comment that it was out there where he said, there's discomfort in my knee. I just have to get used to it. It's the new normal, which that could be a storyline going forward. But what we got what we needed to see Saturday night is Beckton moved up to 27 snaps. So he's showing that he can stretch it out a little bit. And, you know, maybe he'll get closer to a full game in the next preseason game. Beckton's still playing with the second team, but looking really good. And the seven snaps he played against Cleveland were excellent. They were only seven snaps. These were 27 snaps. And I know there are going to be some naysayers out there who are going to point to a sack that looked like it may have been Beckton's responsibility. I'm telling you, like, I watched that over and over. I don't think it was really Beckton's fault. And if it was his fault, it was only a little bit. In the preseason, when you get in a situation where, you know, it could be one guy's assignment, it could be another, those usually those lead to a lot of pressures because you're not playing next to guys you're used to. A lot of offensive line plays based on chemistry. It's knowing what the guy next to you is going to do. And the great offensive lines in the NFL, they've usually been together for a number of years because they kind of just develop this second nature, like instinctive understanding of if this guy rushes inside the guard inside me is going to take him. And you understand, you like learn how to pass him off. You learn what the guy next to you likes to do. So I'm never going to go crazy over a play like that. But beyond that, I, I don't think it was Becton's guy. I think Becton, I, I don't think that was his responsibility, but Becton is one of the most important players on the Jets this year. And he still is not working with the first team on offense. I think that should change soon because you never know what's going on in the practice field. You know, that's one of the things like sometimes us as fans will say, why isn't this guy playing? Well, we don't really see the guy in, on the field. So from our perspective, we don't see him in practice. We'll say, we don't know what he can do. But in reality, the coaches do. The coaches are watching that guy in practice every day. And the guy typically is not playing very well. This is different. We're watching Mekhi Becton and he's now played 34 snaps in preseason and looking good. And we know that the Jets have issues at tackle. I mean, if you're talking about things that could potentially be things that sink the season tackles up there. And I'm not saying that the season will be sunk by tackle. I'm just saying that problem spots, concerns entering the season tackles high. And you have this guy who maybe he has, he's not played in two years. And of course he's coming off an injury. And of course you want to be cautious. You want to be conservative with the snaps you give him in the preseason, but you also want to get him reps. And then the reps he's gotten two games, 34 snaps, Looking good. I mean, is Billy Turner so great that Becton, they should be automatically starting over Becton? I think it's time. And listen, you could, it's very possible what the Jets are doing is just bringing Becton along slowly because what happened last year, I think Becton even kind of implied it. There's a big school of thought that they just rushed him back too soon last year from the injury he suffered in 2021. And perhaps that played a role in him re injuring the knee and him having a second serious knee injury and missing it for all intents and purposes is a second full straight full season. So there's a logic to it. I, I think though, if he, even if he's on a pitch count, it would make sense to play him against the ones to play him on the first team. If he is going to be on the first team, it feels like right now he's not, but he could play his way there. And this is one of the things I'm looking for to, to the coaching staff. I gave the coaching staff credit for the way they handled Zach Wilson. I was I want to see them handle Mekhi Becton smartly. It's not like the jets are overflowing with, with talent at the tackle position. In fact, of the critical positions in the NFL, that's the one spot where they really lack a premium player. I mean, for me, there are five key spots in the NFL and some schemes will, will vary it. You know, it may be a little different with, with some other systems, but the five key spots for me are quarterback wide receiver. I guess you could say offensive line, but I'll say tackle in this situation. Cause I do think it's easier to find interior guys than, uh, than it is to find tackles defensive line and corner. 
All right, let's talk about those five spots. Quarterback the Jets have Aaron Rodgers. You think he's a premium player? I'll give you a second to think that one over. A pretty easy answer, right? Wide receiver, Garrett Wilson, premium player. Corner, Sauce Gardner. Maybe the best corner in the NFL after one season. That's how good Sauce is. Defensive line, Quinn and Williams, first team all pro, 12 sacks last year. One spot they don't really have a premium player is tackle. And it's critical that the Jets protect Aaron Rodgers. You know, you've got this Hall of Fame quarterback. If you leave Aaron Rodgers standing, at, even at 39, and even if he's not the player he used to be, he's going to do a lot of good things for you. You don't want Aaron to get hit. You don't want Aaron to take a beating. You don't want Aaron to be throwing under duress. You don't want him to be throwing under pressure consistently. And beyond that, the Jets run blocking in general isn't particularly strong. And with Brees Hall still recovering from an injury, with his you know, return timetable unclear, with whether he's going to be himself at the start of the season, even, even if he's cleared to play, you know, you, they're probably going to have to bring Brees Hall along slowly. And Brees Hall, no matter what you do, I mean, not maybe I'm taking it too far by saying no matter what you do, but Brees Hall can rush effectively even if he doesn't have great blocking in front of him. The other backs on this team need great blocking. And Becton's like a guy who can move people. And Becton and Elijah Vera Tucker next to each other, if they're playing right, if Becton's at right tackle and Vera Tucker's at right guard, they're going to be able to open holes for these Jets running backs. So if Becton keeps playing strong, he could end up playing his way into the starting lineup. And I think he needs to start getting consideration from the coaching staff because Jets are not loaded to tackle. And you have this guy who, for all of his faults, was a top 11 pick as recently as three years ago. And for, for all the injuries, did put together a pretty solid rookie season the last time he was on the field regularly. So another step forward for Makai Becton. like to see it. Uh, but as we continue this Monday game recap edition of the Locked On Jets podcast, we'll turn our attention to the defense. The Jets defensive line dominated in this game. Jets defense pitched a shutout even when you had guys rotating in and out. It was led by the line, though. We'll talk about the line as we continue this Monday game recap. Today's episode of Locked On Jets is brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook. Football season's about to kick off, and FanDuel is giving you the chance to win all season long. Because right now, when you bet on a Super Bowl winner, you can get bonus bets every time they win in the regular season. It's been a long time since there's been this level of excitement around the New York Jets. I think you'd have to go back to the early Rex Ryan days when Rex led the Jets to a pair of AFC championship games. Aaron Rodgers is now the Jets quarterback, and the Jets are getting legitimate Super Bowl buzz. And if you put money down on the Jets as a Super Bowl winner, again, you can get bonus bets back every time they win. That's, that's a double whammy right there. Jets win, and you get money. Pick any team, but pick the Jets to win the Super Bowl, and you'll get the bonus bets for every victory. You can use your bonus bets on spreads, player props, over-unders, and more. So visit FanDuel.com slash LockedOn and start earning bonus bets with America's number one sportsbook. That's FanDuel.com slash LockedOn. This is the Locked On Jets podcast from Athens, Greece, the first ever Locked On Jets show recorded from Europe. I love saying something like that as though there's any significance to it. It just happens to be where my travels have taken me, but I am in Europe this week. So once again, a big shout out to you, Locked On Jets listeners in Greece and in France, where I was over the weekend. We're talking about a Jets preseason victory, dominating the Carolina Panthers 27 to nothing. So many things went right for the Jets in this game. We've talked about two. We talked about Zach Wilson. We talked about Mekhi Becton playing well. How about that defensive line coming to play? Five sacks on Carolina, utterly dominating the Panthers up front, holding the Panthers to 3.5 yards per rushing attempt. Uh, Bryce Young really pretty pretty much held down in his, in his NFL debut. Matt Corral not doing a whole lot better. The Panthers averaged 5.3 yards per passing attempt in this game. And again, it's, it's the guys up front. And I think it's very dangerous to draw sweeping conclusions about the quality of your team 
based on the preseason game because a lot of the time it's depth players taking the field. It's not guys who are necessarily going to be your stars, who are going to be your difference makers who are on the field. But here's what I take from this one. I think there actually is something you can take for the Jets, uh, from the Jets from this game as far as the defensive line goes. It shows you that the defensive line really is deep. And you know it if you're a big Jets fan. I know it. But it's another data point that shows you how, how much depth this unit has. Jermaine Johnson, a really good game. You know, he, he looked really good. He was involved in half a sack. And, you know, it's easy to dismiss, like, what they're doing. But you have to consider a couple things. First of all, when it's second team versus second team, it shows you who has the better backups. And clearly the Jets' defensive line feasted on the Panthers' backup offensive line. But beyond that, there was a stat Connor Hughes posted that Jermaine Johnson, the way he got off the line on that play that where he recorded the half sack, it was under 0.8 seconds. So that's the type of thing that, yeah, you may not be going up against the best competition, but it's repeatable. There's a question sometimes of when you produce, is it something that you can sustain? What are the key points to this? So you have to like look for the factors that, that led to the sack. And if you, if, you keep that, if you keep those factors constant, even against better competition, would you still have success? And yes, if you get off the line in less than under 0.8 seconds as a pass rusher, yeah, a better lineman might do a better job neutralizing you. A great defensive, a great offensive lineman might might end up stonewalling the pass rush. But you're going to generate a lot of pressure no matter who you're playing when you get off the line that quickly. Jermaine Johnson, one of the stars of Jets training camp, looked okay the first week, wasn't spectacular, but brought it in this game. And you know, Bryce Huff recording half a sack. The Jets, Jets are close to the point where they may have to make some tough decisions on the defensive line. I think that they just like – they have like just enough defensive end spots to keep everybody. And I, I would not trade any. I don't think I would deal anybody on this defensive line because you never know when you're going to have an injury. There are so many good players up front. Will McDonald flashing in, in this game. And for Will McDonald, it's not really about this season. Will McDonald's not, the Jets aren't expecting him to be a 10 sack guy this year. In fact, if Will McDonald gets his feet wet, looks like an NFL player, looks like somebody who can contribute in a situational role, you take that every single time. The Sauce Gardner Rookie of the Year, the Garrett Wilson Rookie of the Year, the Brees Hall, one of the top running backs in the NFL while he's healthy. That's not a typical rookie class. And especially this year, this year's draft class was not viewed as deep, uh, not viewed as particularly deep. And another year, Will McDonald may be a day two pick. So you have to keep all this in mind and you have to set realistic expectations. A year ago, I had the expectations very high for the Jets rookie class. This year, it's not quite as high. And a lot of it's just the overall talent's not as deep. And the Jets didn't, did not have picks as high this year as they did last year. So for Will McDonald, he doesn't need to be rookie of the year. He doesn't need to be a 10-sack guy. He needs to show some, he needs to flash those raw tools and show signs that maybe he can put it together. And if he does that, that's going to be an excellent rookie season. And I think you have to be encouraged by these two young guys in particular. Because these are two young defensive ends the Jets use first round picks on. Both of them looked really solid in this game. Uh, got half a sack for both of these guys. And you, you look up and down this defensive line, just a lot of good players, particularly at the defensive end position. Anyway, that's all for today's episode. This has been the Lockdown Jets podcast, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day. As always, if you enjoy the show, hit the subscribe button where you're watching or listening so that you'll never miss an episode. If you're listening on a podcast source, give the show a five-star review. Or if you're watching on YouTube, give this episode a big thumbs up. These things help us out, help other Jets fans find the show. Have a great Monday, everybody. We'll be back tomorrow to talk more Jets.